0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to uh, the second episode of season two in Stories That Shape Us. And what we're doing is spending some time talking about uh, things that pertain to youth month, which is all things young people. And just uh, to give ourselves a chance to look into some of the stories that are happening around the country um, some of it within SU, and so today, what we'll do is talk about the issue of bullying and also cyberbullying because they are sort of separate issues that relate to the same thing. And I have with me today uh, Celeste Bosser and Shanique Visser from the Western Cape Office of Scripture Union. And what we're going to do is just spend some time. Um, they've recently come off a camp that was filled with girls and. Had to deal with this this topic actually um, quite upfront and personal um, in the lives of the young women that they were working with. So as we begin today, I just want to give you a little bit of background around what we'll be talking about. Bullying is it's a concept that f- forms harassment actually, and it's mm-hmm. it's seen as an unprovoked aggression that's repeatedly done toward individuals or groups of individuals and. Many of us have had bullying happen to us at times in our lives, and it's just, it's such an awful feeling, and it tends to become a bit more insidious even as it continues over time and can actually at times lead to what's considered violence, and it used to be that you could escape a school or a work bully just by by simply changing your location at the end of the day. You'd go home or you would leave the area where the bully was. Which was really only just a temporary reprieve, um, but it did provide some relief from the anxiety that uh, was caused by the bully. But technology has changed this dramatically. So cyberbullying now takes place in an online forum and it can be done via an app or an online platform like WhatsApp um, or Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok or any of these other social platforms. So that instead of being able to escape bullies, they just ride along with us in our pockets or they come home <laughs> into yes. our homes. Uh, they follow us wherever we go. And it seems like there is no escape. So as we talk today, um, we're just going to talk about cyber bullying and bullying and just the effects that we're seeing in the lives of young people. And so Celeste, and Shanique, uh, welcome today. It's so nice to have you here. And if you Thank could you. just give me, uh, why don't you introduce yourselves so people know who that we're talking with today. So Celeste, how about if you go first, please?
1: Sure. Thank you for having us. My name is Celeste, have you, as you've heard. Um, I am an older sibling of three um my dad passed away so I still live with my mom um I enjoy spending time with my family on my off days you'd usually find me watching a movie with them reading a book or um just busy with some art um as those are the things that I quite enjoy doing on a hot summer's day I'd be on the beach hopefully, <laughs> eating an ice cream. <laughs> um, that's how I unwind. Um, I have a passion for working with kids. And God has worked it out in such a way that in ministry, that is, that is my focus, working with young people, leading them to God. And that, yeah, that's, that's something that I enjoy, something that fills me up and refreshes me at the end of the day.
2: Um, yeah, that's a bit about me. Thank you. Over yeah. to you, hey, Shanique. <laughs> Thanks, Celeste. Hi everyone. So my name is Shanik. I am second oldest of five. So I'm a twin. Um, I'm the baby from the twin. And um we are we have two sets of twins in our family. So it's we, uh, my sister and myself is the oldest. Then my brother in the middle, and we have another two sets of um twins as well, baby twins. Girls, so my brother's the only one. <laughs> um, well, yeah, and I still live with my mom and dad. Um, we live in the Easter River area, and I enjoy spending time with my family, like Celeste, um, do everything with them. <laughs> um, and then I like to do, I'm very creative, so I like to do art stuff with paper, very crafty stuff. And um, I enjoy my work um, with uh, the Union, just ministering to children and um, seeing them change the mindset of what, um, what their worth is and just enjoying the company um, makes me feel like a kid again. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Shanique, how long have you been with SU?
2: So I've volunteered first so um over more than 10 years so i volunteered first at a froggy camp um then from there i started um coordinating camps and um i've been on issue now for four years permanently as a staff
0: lovely how about you celeste
1: I started volunteering at the end of 2012 into 2013. So it would be around nine years. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah. And I I spent most of those years volunteering every holiday. Um, I think I became more inverted commas permanent um, as a volunteer slash um, associate staff from 2014. Um, you know, which I started studying and it was back and forth between the two. Um, I think 2019, I became a permanent staff member. So that was exciting, um, continuing ministry within this space.
0: Now, that's lovely. I've got a couple of veterans with me then today. This is really great, <laughs> ladies. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I think you're probably experts. So what I'm going to ask you is just a series of questions around um, what you're noticing as you're working with young women and just young people in general um, here around the Western Cape, which I think is reflective of what you're going to see in other parts of our country as well. What do you think is the state of bullying, particularly amongst girls? Well,
2: it starts with um the, the girls just speaking on each other and then teasing one another, and mm-hmm. you can see this it comes out subtly. Uh, you don't actually see it physically, but then afterwards, the you hear someone talking, okay, then you you see the 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 whole atmosphere change in the, in the classroom setting as well, and the girls also get used to the speaking and teasing on that they don't don't consider themselves being bullied because it's done every single day and we've noticed that it's more of a physical um, bullying than a, a more of an emotional bullying than a physical bullying and um, for example it's more to do with the, these days um, uh, the girls um, start to bully each other with hair um, naturally versus straight hair and who can afford the products and who cannot afford the products and who's taking care of themselves and who's not taking care of themselves. And that's the kind of pulling um, we see in the school every day. We girls teasing each other, um, teasing each other. And then um, from there, it just escalated more and more.
0: Celeste, what do you think? Are you seeing any of the same things?
2: Yes, that's um, exactly what Shanique is saying.
1: A Body image is really important to them. And I think girls highlight the fact that the world paints this portrait of a perfect body. And that is, that is something that that they idolize. And so if you don't fit a particular box, if you're not skinny enough, if you're not straight enough, if your skin is not perfect then you don't fit that mold and so the moment that you are different girls start looking at you differently Mm -hmm. and you can't be part of my group because you are not cool enough you don't wear name brands Mm -hmm. um, or you don't have straight hair and I often see girls not only, I don't think they realize it off the time because they might not say something, but they they their body movements, their body language, they'd be rolling their eyes or they'd they'd visibly turn away from a girl that they they might not necessarily like because of those kind of things. And it's sad, you walk into a girl's bathroom and there's names written onto the wall or the door and something's highlighted about them, whether it is their confusion on sexuality or the fact that they've got curly hair that they might not necessarily be able to maintain or know how to maintain. But you see that and it's more so evident now in the playground during this COVID season with girls having to, or everybody having to not socialize as much because they don't have that freedom or the space, um, they they are encouraged to stand on a dot, basically um, in a social distance kind of manner. And so you have a few girls standing in a circle and they'd have conversation and you'd, you'd visibly see the the others on the outskirts that mm. does not fit the mold for that circle. Mm. And, and it's a saddest thing to see.
0: Yeah. It sounds like it's similar to what's always been going on. You know, mm. you end up being, mm. being uh, bullied because of what you can or cannot afford um, or how you don't, mm. you know, provide the right products or whatever it mm-hmm. is that, that girls are struggling mm-hmm. with is self-image a common issue with girls.
2: Yes. It's, it's because it's the, the the society that predicts uh, to them what they should do and what they shouldn't do. Um, I mm-hmm. see the girls; they feel lonely and they feel stressed, and they struggle mentally on on accepting themselves, and they just have a a, a feeling of overwhelm and so they they can't necessarily express themselves. So they, mm-hmm. uh, they struggle to accept themselves as being beautiful or having mm-hmm. a positive self-image. And um, I understand that because I've also uh, um, gone through um, my self-image um, wasn't always positive. Um, and I had to, to help myself and I can now um, challenge a girl to see the value in them, to see themselves as being beautiful to see themselves as worth it. So um, I encourage the the ladies and the girls always to to yes you might not have um, a certain thing, but that shouldn't um, let you be down that shouldn't encourage you to to not um, move forward and to um, accept who you are.
0: yeah that's good uh, good insight Shanique. You guys have just come off a of camp. Were there any specific things that came out of the camp that struck you as, as I mean, what we're finding, young people are struggling differently than they have in the past because of what's happened through the pandemic and just some of the trauma that, that they're dealing with uh, because of just the fear, you know, the things that are happening in society <laughs> that we just really don't have any control over. What are some of the things that you noticed on this camp that would, Even beyond bullying, I mean, that's certainly an issue that's been around for a long, long time, uh, since the beginning, probably. But what are some things that you noticed as well on camp that that might be a result of some of the traumas of COVID?
1: Well, it's quite a bit. Um, One being the fact that there's a lack of being social. So, of course, with them not having that platform of being too social in the school space, the, I, I don't know what home space might look like for them, but the girls had this yearning to just have an informal space. Um, let's play, let's swim, let's have free time. That that was the, the yearning, that was the, the ask constantly because they, they – they don't have that space at home. They don't have a space to be free to express themselves. Um, some of the girls was super anxious about being around other people because they would not had that exposure in quite a long time. Um, one girl in particular I can't name names, but she came with a friend and she's been journeying with this particular friend for the longest time. It's a friend at home. It's a friend in a school setting. And for the first time in, I don't know how long, they were separated. So we've we've placed them in a different group for the duration of camp, not meaning that they can't spend time together, but to encourage growth. And this girl her first word to me was I'm not comfortable with this can I be with my friend and she burst out crying and often encouragement and constant reassurance that um, your friend is still here we love you we care about you um, we want to grow you and you know just Basically, journeying with her, she ended up being one of the girls that stood out. One of the girls that led groups, um, and and that was amazing. Um, another one of the, the the kids don't have space and time to express themselves. I think mm-hmm. they've they've grown accustomed to reacting to things. So, say for example, we go to level two and we've got a new set of rules. Let's react. And, and and so they don't have a space in which they can really talk about what the challenges are or a time to process the changes. They they just need to react. And so this was the first time they had that opportunity to talk about um, certain topics like self-esteem, um, the fears and phobias and things that they've, they've really been grappling with for this past um, season. And some of them, you could see it. They, they just sat there and they were like, "I don't even know where to start." Mm. Or some, uh, there was one particular girl that just spent forty five minutes crying, and she said she didn't understand why, but everything just it's, it's flowing out. Mm. And yeah, we see confident, more confident girls leading into a school setting. Mm. Um, and they just needed this time.
0: Yeah. So it's besides besides the bullying that's happening, mm. either in in personal or in, in cyber bullying. You've got all the other traumas that are involved around COVID, mm. where they've seen loss. I mean, some I'm sure yep. have lost family members. Mm. Um, yes. Just the mm. traumas of being sick and not knowing. What's going to happen? Yes, I mean this is something that we've not journeyed before mm-hmm. as people. Yeah. So you just you hear the things around people dying and how sick people are getting, and as soon as someone is diagnosed with COVID, it's like, oh no, this is it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so you have uh, lots of responsibilities on camp, and it's so nice to find out that we're actually running camps again. Um, it's it's been good for us to get out mm-hmm. of. Um, well, it's been a lockdown situation and be able to do a few things before hopefully uh, and we can get some more in before the third wave starts mm-hmm. to hit us. But how do you work um, to encourage um, as a SANAWE worker? I mean, you're both SANAWE workers, which is a program that SU is running that functions similarly to a chaplain in some ways with just mm-hmm. walking alongside a school and around uh, with young people to be there um, relationally, to introduce them to Jesus, to try to just help them cope with some of the things that are happening both as individuals and then a, as school and staff as they try to grapple with things as well. Mm-hmm. How do you, as a Sanawe worker, just walk alongside young girls that have like a self-image issue? So we're, we're running a bit of a a longer run here today, ladies, as you've noticed, we're talking about mm-hmm. bullying. That's our main topic, but we're also working mm-hmm. into some self image issues, which I think mm-hmm. are related to bullying at some level. Yes. If, if yes, young yes, people yes. are unsure of who they are, they're quite easy to be manip- manipulated by a bully. So what do you think? How do you encourage young girls with image problems?
2: So one of the of our core values at ASU is to be relational and that is why we use ourselves as examples. Um, I have a quote on my um, desktop from Eleanor Roosevelt. It says, learn from the st- mistakes of others. You can't live long enough to make them all yourself. Yeah. So that, that is how we encourage the, the ladies to think more positive positively about themselves. Um, we are very intentional about being real and being transparent with them and open with them. And we don't sugarcoat um, anything. We talk it straight to them. And if they don't like it, then they don't like it. But we we ourselves say <laughs> that we are the example. We learn from us. Um, we want a better future for you. And that's how we encourage the children. Like, for instance, I also had a, a, a very uh, low self-esteem. But now I can talk about it and encourage other, other ladies that yes, you may have a, a self, a low self-esteem now, but don't worry, this is not um, forever. There will be a time where um, things will just change for you. Just hang in there, hold on. And we encourage that type of um, um talk with them, be real and open with them. Like if it if it doesn't work for me, it can work for you. But um we journey along with the with the girls as well to say, yes, these um challenges will come, but you know what? You are strong enough, you are capable, you can do this. And and by the end of the year, when we look back, we like say, you, you've grown so much. And you think that you didn't grow, but you actually did grow. So that's how we encourage the mm-hmm. children to be open with them. Yeah. Wow, Celeste, do you want to um, speak about the puberty talk that you had with the grade seven, uh, grade five girls?
0: I hope the answer is yes, Celeste. Because you, just, <laughs> oh, you were set up, way. so now you have
1: to. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at the party, the school that I I focus on, um uh, after growing a relationship with the grade five teachers, they've then um, given me the opportunity to journey with the grade five girls in particular. Um, they've been asking quite a few questions around puberty and the teachers thought that it would be great for us to then have an informal conversation with them. What, what started off with a thought of let's do this during break time then became a full-on puberty lesson Um where kids could then submit their questions and I could look at them and create a, a lesson and in, in attempting and answering all of those questions, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. I think the the reality I took from that was that these kids are <laughs> The realities are based around society, lies around what those look like, especially around body image, around the changes, the do's and, and what what not to do, our marriage relationships. And this became such a, a, a beautiful moment where we could I could share biblical truths. Mm-hmm. I could share um, what an actual relationship should look like other than just of puberty and the changes of our body. And those kids <laughs> could live with something better. Mm-hmm. Um, the sad thing is that our parents don't really, whether it is that they don't have the knowledge or they are not comfortable, but they don't have those conversations with us with the girls. And so they, they they were really excited to have the opportunity to have that. I remember the teacher giving feedback and saying they had so many questions after. Again, um, can I continue having these informal conversations with them? And and it's beautiful because now they they end up having a a solid understanding of what what these things mean, and they the, this would help them um grow as as young ladies. Um, another way in which we I we help kids in a school setting as the sanawe workers is during break time, I discovered that the younger groups, so like the juniors, they struggle to make friends. And in this they <laughs> they they they're just sitting on a dot and it's sad. I met a young lady um she literally before me um, and everybody ended up laughing at them just staring and my immediate thought was man, why is nobody doing anything mm. and I went up to her, helped her up and unfortunately we couldn't save her apple because she's already eaten on it and <laughs> she was really sad about that but I found out that she didn't have any friends and so she just wanders around the school um going to the toilet to be pretend that she's busy or and so we ended up having a beautiful conversation. She was a bright young lady, very confident, um bubbly. And we ended up walking around looking for more friends and by the end of that term, I withdrew myself from that group um, so that they could continue playing. And now she's the girl that makes up games, leads games, um, with social distance in mind. And, and that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, with with girls struggling with body image as well and bullying, um the school opened up a space for me to do one-on-one sessions with them and so I'm able to journey with them talk through the emotions that they are dealing with talk through um, what to do what can I do instead of doing instead of thinking about eating too much or um, running away from my problems what can I do how does journaling help how does talking about it help what what do I do if I want, if I'm so angry, I just want to scream or punch the wall. What do I do in that space? What does God say? Um, and many of these moments, like you, you end up seeing growth because I'm able to give feedback to, to a teacher or to the principal who can then also find more help if help is needed or help facilitate a conversation with the parents if they find that to be very difficult. Um and that's that's been an amazing an amazing um, space to work in. Um, some of them would ask me to pray for them or pray with them, um, or we'd do scrapbooking um, in basically doing a vision board, or an encouragement board, um, or simply just let's take time and journal because I don't have that time at home, or I don't have, um, I, I don't have the safety to do that and just leave my journal somewhere. So yeah,
2: it's 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 been great. Yeah, I want to add that the the one-on-ones is very um, dear to me because I've, mm-hmm. I've noticed that um, you can see the personal growth in the in the in the learners mm-hmm. as well as you can see what they like. So I like to do um, the first time when I meet them, the, I'm asking. What are you interested in? Um, so one of the boys said, No, he's interested in drawing, and he was so shy, he didn't want to do anything. <laughs> and uh, when the, I, um, I had a next uh, session with him, um, so I um made sure that I have enough drawing, um, paper and I have uh, colors so he can draw. And while he was busy drawing, he just opened up and speak more. And that's the thing that encourages me to to um to have um, a nice relationship with them and, tell, and, and telling them that, yes, you are worth it and um, you can uh, um, grow out of your um, circumstance. Don't look at your circumstances. Uh, yes, it might seem um, dark, but there is a light. And um, I usually, often pray with them and then they ask questions about what is God, who is God, and that also encourages us to, us to to read uh, the bible and to see um how god loves them, them so much yeah mm. yeah
0: <laughs> so we started with with bullying and then we've <laughs> we've gone through to self image and how you how you engage image issues how are those related do you see a connection between uh, bullying and self image either for people that are being bullied or bullies themselves
2: yes there is um a connection because um Some of yes, yes I do.
1: Um, a lot of these. Okay, sorry, go, Shanique. <laughs> no, go for it list. <laughs> um, y- yes, we do. Um, most of the 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 topics that they bully kids on um is is based on self image or has. Um, a string attached to that so whether it is the way that you look the way that you carry yourself or the the fact that you are not inverted commas in my opinion maybe um, smart enough if you are struggling in class and I think it does definitely touch on self-image because that can either make or break your confidence. And so something that I I see so much is that in society we break each other down, there's so much negativity. So whether it is commenting on, and I hear adults doing it as well, commenting on what you're wearing if you are wearing name brands because you feel that it's, of course, something that's, Going to help you stand out to make you more confident to be part of the crowd. But if people see that it's it's a it's not original, it's counterfeit, it's they point that out. And that is a form of bullying. And the kid that is bullying, being bullied around that, for example, would then be insecure. And for the rest of the day, you see them bobbing the head down. Or not confident enough to raise a hand and speak up or answer a question, or and it's not just with that. It's going to the toilet and seeing their names on the on the doors, seeing graphic imagery of what people think about them, and and it's 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 it's, it's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking. So, so now we work, as we work, workers, we try and as much as possible um, compliment them, speaking positively, um, encourage them to then also um, compliment each other because it's like the weirdest thing to do in in a school setting, um, in society, but trying to make that normal, um, whether it is also um, sometimes kids would, for example, physically need something but everybody else would just look at it like you're poor or you can't. Mm-hmm. And that would also be something that you are bullied bullied on. We have a feeding scheme at our school, which I think is brilliant because our families are struggling. Mm-hmm. And I stepped into a classroom one day where somebody walked in and brought a sandwich back, back from a class. So they were in the middle of exchanging classes. And so in changing classes, one of the kids forgot his or her sandwich. And so another another boy or girl just brought it back, wanted to hand it over. And it started this conversation in the class of who is this why, And the, the person who, who actually... The sandwich belonged to, he rejected it because he was being judged. He, everybody's uh, attention was on him. And I needed to, at that point, silence the rest of the kids so that I could understand what was happening, but also highlight the importance of not judging him for the fact that he needs a sandwich and accepting the fact and supporting him. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> For the moment, they couldn't—they couldn't fathom that—that that should be normal. Mm. But and and the kids—I I don't even know if he continues taking sandwiches because i have not been in that setting yet. But being judged for, for that particular thing, it just blows
0: my mind. Shanique, what did you see?
2: I, I see a lot of um, girls, or um, in in general. That don't accept compliments. They are so mm-hmm. used to be um being bullied in saying that you're not uh, you're ugly, you're not uh, pretty. Mm-hmm. And when they accept a compliment, they are like, are you telling me the truth? Um, are you real? <laughs> and mm-hmm. then you 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 then have to tell them that yes, you are pretty. Um, you have to challenge them in 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 saying that accept the compliment don't think of anything else just accept it and Mm -hmm. um and live with that um, compliment and saying that yes i am beautiful and start um changing your mindset of how you receive compliments and how you you view yourself as well um start changing your mindset that yes i am pretty that kind Mm -hmm. of um attitude we um we want the the girls in the even boys as well, to to move away from.
0: Mm.
2: True. Could I just add though,
1: please? Um, we we recently met a girl at a camp, which was actually from the school that I'm working in, and she was struggling with identity, um, sexual identity. And so she, whether it is that she experimented or the fact that that's normal in society, because we see, we see more of that um, same-sex marriages or same-sex relationships these days. And so she's, she's challenged with that. And the beauty of this was that she finally had a space where somebody could answer her, her questions or also share biblical truths around that. Um and a volunteer that works with us um had this beautiful moment of doing that and sharing biblical truths with her and helping understand um how God views her and why God has you know made her a girl and what that means and and seeing her walking around a school setting now after camp more confident. Um, she does her hair differently. She <laughs> she used to just do cornrows, anything that's you know boyish. And she she puts in extra effort to look girly sometimes and she'd come and she'd check in and she'd she'd ask questions and 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 that's beautiful. Um, some these these other kids around in, in the same school that I see that are, is challenged with that both, both boys and girls. Yeah. And so having the platform to to journey with them as well, I think that's something something big in society at the moment, and the schools that we are working with. Now.
0: Yeah. Wow, ladies, we're just scratching the surface, but it's going to mm-hmm. be time. It's time to wrap things up. Um, I want to thank you for spending time today. Um, it gives us a really interesting and helpful look at to some of the, into some of the things that you all are dealing with, uh, both on camps and in your school's work, and first, it gives us something we know we can pray into, um, yes. but also, it's just a, a really interesting uh, glimpse into what our kids are going through what school children are dealing with. And as they're starting to find their feet in the midst of this pandemic, um, there are lots of things that are coming to the surface and you're perfectly positioned in the schools you're working to be able to relate to these guys. So well done. It's uh, it's been encouraging for me to uh, sit with you this afternoon. And so what I'd like to do is just close us by thanking you. And just if anyone that's listening has questions, you would like to know more information, you can contact us at info at or you can go on the website, su.org.za, and find out more about some of the Sanawe work or updates on any of the regions or some of the resources that we have available. So thank you for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, ladies. Have a great rest thank of day. Thank you for being
2: Thank you for having us. <laughs> it was lovely chatting with you. Yeah,
0: mm. Great. Thank you very much. And we'll be back again soon. Bye for now. Peace. Yes.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.